0: Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast. Hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. See you. You're on.
1: Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs>
0: dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's loving time. time, time. How you doing? Hey! Here we go again. This is great.
1: That's uh a... what's going on? You're, you sound different than normal when we just start a podcast and just start chatting.
0: Oh, I know. I just uh, I thought I should put more energy into these podcasts, because I've listened back to some of them, and I start kind of casually, and I don't think it's as engaging to people. So I'm going to be really, really pumped. <laughs>
1: I'm the same old guy that I used to be I haven't changed at all I got the same old walk and the same old dog that would you up the wall. I got the same old face, the same old smile, the same old baby blues, and I'm still doing the rumble, baby. So I'm still the man for you, yeah. I'm still doing the rumble, baby. I can't seem to quit. If my mama catches us doing the rumba, well, mama would just.
0: I well this is I can't sustain this, is, this. anyway you were so saying.
1: when we were we, when we were doing morning radio we had to I don't know what time you got up but I got up around 3 a.m yeah. you know get get in the car go to the thing and then man at 5 a.m once those mics are open. You had to just bring it. You couldn't just sort of ease into the morning. You had to be, top of the morning, good morning, good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and people would if, if people could see us dragging our butts in, they'd say, oh my God, they're not ready to do this radio show. It's just But oh,
1: something makes you do it as soon as you hit that mic. You just maybe, I don't know, the paycheck. Well, who would
0: want to listen to... Uh, somebody that feels as equally grumpy and tired as they do. I mean, you got to, right. part of the job is to wake people up, I guess. But, yeah, but yeah. often I would wake up and I would not, you know, I'd take my shower and all of that stuff. And I would take a shower, as you know, at least once or twice a week. And uh, <laughs> and then I would uh, get in the car, but I had, my wife's not up, my kids aren't up. So I'm really not talking to anybody because there's nobody to talk to. And I get in my car. So often I would get to the station and I had not yet uttered a word. If you and I saw each other, we just kind of waved to each other, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, saving our energy for the actual on air. So when right. I would crack open the mic at the beginning of the show, it would often be like, Hi, everybody. <coughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. <coughs> Good morning. So I finally <laughs> learned, you know, you better warm up a little bit, even if you're. Look like a nut talking to yourself in your car. Right. Yeah, you got to get the voice box warmed up. So that's what I did. But I noticed at the beginning of this podcast that while I was wildly enthusiastic and over the top, you were a little bit more subdued. And I'm just wondering, are you in the mood to do this podcast?
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah. I'm always in the mood to talk to you. You actually lighten my mood quite a bit, whether you know it or not. But uh,
0: yeah, I had a...
1: Crappy day yesterday, and it's not. It's not any, it's I knew not that. Anything, I could sense that. It's not anything big. In fact, it's just. It's. It's so crazy how small this thing was that just <laughs> ruined the rest of my day, and I'm still thinking about it this morning. And and really, it's not even the thing that happened. It's my reaction. I'm more just disappointed in myself. Um, I, I I think it's interesting that human. The human condition boy we've got some deep flaws in how we react to the world around us well you know it's like gosh you would think at our age we'd learn to handle things better you know but no I acted like a six-year-old yesterday and it's I'm a little embarrassed to even well tell you what happened I I will I I will
0: I am somewhat lucky that as you know I have a lifelong partner and my wife uh, who calls me on stuff like that when I, you know, I'll throw something because I'm frustrated or I curse about some small dropping something on the floor. Yeah. And uh, she said, "Come on, what's the matter?" I mean, so it, it's nice to have somebody who can point. I needed out her. How, how I needed her yesterday, is what I what, needed what, her. What, what happened? Let's talk well, you through I'm, this.
1: Well, I'm doing some just menial household. To do list things. I'm, you know, change the doorknob, uh, patch up that spackle, uh, screw that thing in, and um, you know, touching up some paint and all that. So I, I have a, a, a light over my door. You've been in my house. You, you walked in the yeah, front door. I go door. in your house
0: a lot of times when you're not there. <laughs> in fact, you do. Yeah, you, you got to. Keep that place cleaner. Why
1: did not you come did, when I'm
0: here? Did you ever notice, um, like a couple of weeks ago, you were gone. I think you were out of town. <laughs> I broke into your house. You leave the back window open. And I went and I cleaned the the entire house. Really? And then did you notice how clean it was when you came home? I thought the dogs had done that. Oh, great. That's so I don't even get right. credit for That's that. That's really nice. Yeah. Hey, I wanted to,
1: before I go into this, I do have one little observation about dogs. I was, before the podcast, I took the dogs out to potty. And Sherman has a, a big rope toy with a big heavy ball at the end that he just loves to drag around the yard. That's how he burns up his energy. <laughs> and I'm watching him play with this thing. And it's, you know, it's dirty and it's got sticks on it. And, you know, it's just a dirty rope toy. And I thought, gosh, what if we as humans had to pick up everything with our mouth? That The dogs have to pick up every single thing with their mouth. They can't use their 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 paws to to get anything. So everything that goes in their mouth has been on the ground and it's dirty. And as a human, if you had to walk around and get everything off the ground with your mouth, wouldn't that be gross? Mastery. They're all dirty. They have to pick up everything that's dirty in their mouth. And they don't care. They don't care. Well, it doesn't They're all hurt, happy.
0: For the most part, it doesn't hurt a dog. They Luckily, they don't have the same constitution that we do. I suppose. Certainly, I was just, they certainly don't have the Bill of Rights.
1: I, I was just happy that I, when I was watching them, I thought, God, I'm so glad I don't have to pick stuff up with my mouth. That would be a drag. That'd be direct. Well, be which kind of brings fun. me, which brings me to my problem, is um, I do have <laughs> hands, but not enough of them. So I decided that I was going to paint and get a new light up in that little alcove above the house or by the front door. So I'm like, all right, I can, I'll, I'll do this. I can, you know, drag out the ladder, get the ladder set up, because it's way up there in the ceiling and it's overhead and it's a ceiling light and it's a chandelier so the first thing I do is I get the box and it's got like eight million pieces in it because you have to hang all the yeah all the there's screws and there's washers and there's um, electrical cap thingies and then there's all the crystals you gotta hang on it once you get the whole thing up and well, every just, time
0: I find a set of directions that says assembles yeah. in about an hour I immediately have to quadruple that for myself. Right. I, right. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna get it done in an hour. Hey girls gather around. listen to what I'm putting down Hey baby I'm your hand
1: So but I'm thinking well how hard can this be that's my motto, stupider people than me have put this light up. I should be able to handle it fine. So I get up on the ladder and I get the get the, the thing up and I get the cross bar up and I get that screwed in. And this is where you need that third hand. And, and it'd be very handy if you had a third hand. Well would, be,
0: they, well, would it be accurate for me to say that one of your hands was holding a glass of wine? <laughs> so you were already down one hand?
1: Oh, you know me so well. Yeah,
0: right. So you're on yeah. a ladder, you're working with, with a electricity, glass of wine. and you have a glass of wine. <laughs> Nothing could go wrong.
1: Well, I figure that makes it, I don't know, somehow more uh, pleasant, More relaxed. casual.
0: Yeah, this is easy. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to I don't want to get in my own head and go, "Oh, this is going to be hard," because then it's going to be hard. So right. I'm like, this is yeah. going to be a snap. I'm going to get this puppy up there. So I get up there and I get all this stuff wired in and it's kind of hard because I need that third yeah. hand, but I I manage it. And then when I go to actually attach the light up into the bracket, there are four holes. And there are four screws that you're supposed to line up and just snap it right up there and take those little thumb screws and voila, or voila, whatever it is. Viola. Well, those stupid screws don't even match up with the holes now that I've got the thing up on the ceiling. So I'm trying to, and so I get two of them in, and the whole time your arms are up and your neck is bent back and you're on a ladder, which hurts your feet. I
0: hate working overhead.
1: Yeah, and I'm trying to, and you know, I get two in, and one pops out, and then I get the other one in, and then that one pops out, and I'm at it for probably about 15 minutes. Is about all I can take. And you know, finally, if I if
0: I had to get four bolts in, and I only managed to get two of them in, I'd say that's good enough.
1: Well, I considered that, but it was sort of it, it, you. It, it wouldn't look right. It's uh. I, it's hard to explain because it'd still be sort of cockeyed. So I I finally, I just let the the light hang down. It's not screwed on. I, I drop my arms to my sides. I lean over the top of the ladder and I just start sobbing. I just started weeping. I'm, cr- I'm crying. And I'm not just sort of Thumbed out. I am sobbing as though somebody died sobbing. Just. I just can't do this. I can't do it. And I climb down the ladder and I take all my tools and I, I fold up the ladder and I'm sobbing all the way out to the garage. I take everything back. I, this is, I just can't do this. And I take my glass of wine and I go out and I cry. I probably cried for a good 10, 15 minutes.
0: To over an audience that. of you.
1: Right. And the dogs are looking at me like, geez, what's her problem? And it's just a stupid light. So I just let it get the best of me. And I'm just kind of shocked at how how I let that just... I had a meltdown. I had a complete meltdown over the light. And then then some
0: psychiatrist would say, it had nothing to do with the light.
1: Well, and I, I sometimes give myself that, and I'll say, "Well, you're tired. You just got back from a trip. You're, you know, yeah. what? You're, you're hungry? All no, all true. no, and none of that was an issue for me yesterday. I was certainly oh. not hungry. I wasn't tired. I was just frustrated and you weren't thirsty. Very upset. I wasn't thirsty, <laughs> but I just was kind of laughing about it this morning. I got up and I thought, "Gosh, Lise, you just let that whole that light just ruin your whole night." So it's odd to me how we let those little things affect us. But well, you
0: know, I'm... if I was there, if I had been there, I wouldn't have been able to help. I could why? have been that third hand, I guess. But but what I would have tried to do is cheer you up. And, <laughs> well, uh, that's and, sweet of you. And I remember that a, a couple of podcasts ago, uh, we had been talking about some very serious and downer topic. And then you said, why don't we end this with a joke? Pat, tell a joke. And I... Came up to the plate and I struck out. I did yeah. not have a joke. I, I just uh You I, tried. I don't have jokes in my head. I g I I don't remember jokes.
1: You don't it's, have like a go to that you just sort of always roll well, out. Well, I
0: probably have a couple of them, but I've you've heard them before. But so I decided I'm gonna I'm gonna make this podcast uh good on the on the lack of delivery of the other one. So oh. I decided I'm gonna have three jokes for you on this podcast and we'll separate wow. them out through, through the length of the podcast, uh, every so often I'll interrupt to deliver another joke. And we'll oh, end the podcast with a joke. That's great. Okay. That's
1: I, really great. Hope, Are we going to start now?
0: Yeah, let's start right now. Here is joke number one. Of course, I'm worried that these won't be very good jokes and you won't like them, but I'm going well, to plow ahead anyway, all right? Okay, all right. Here we go. A man was waiting for his wife to give birth. The doctor walked in and informed the dad that his son had been born without a torso, without arms, or legs. The son was actually nothing more than a head. But the dad would grow to love his son. Oh,
1: I thought that was the end of the joke. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, keep going.
0: Yeah. But... (laughs) But the dad grew to love his son, Aww. and he raised him as well as he could with love and compassion. So when the son was 21 years of age, the, the dad said, you know what? You're old enough for your first drink. So dad took him to the bar oh my God. and tearfully told the son, son, I am so proud of you. Dad ordered up the biggest, strongest drink that the, that the bar had for his boy. And with all the bar patrons looking on curiously and the bartender shaking his head in disbelief, the boy took his first sip of alcohol and a torso popped out suddenly from under the boy's head. What? Yes. The bar was dead silent. And then everybody burst into whoops of joy. The father, shocked about all of this, begged his son, Why don't you take another drink, son?
1: This is the weirdest joke ever, (laughs) but keep going. I'm intrigued. The
0: patrons all chanted, yeah, take another drink, kid. So the bartender was still shaking his head in disbelief and dismay, frankly. And then swoop, the kid takes a drink and two arms pop out. What? And the bar is just going wild now. You can't believe it. So the father is now crying and wailing and he's begging his son Son, you got to take another drink. Well, yeah. And the patrons are chanting, Yeah, take another drink! (laughs) The bartender is just ignoring the whole affair. He looks... He just... He's looking away. He just is unimpressed. So by that time, the boy is getting tipsy. And with his new hands, he reaches down, he grabs his drink, and he guzzles the last of it. And can you guess what happened?
1: Two legs popped out.
0: Exactly what? The bar goes crazy. It's chaos. The father thanks God. The boy stands up on his new legs. He stumbles to the left. He lurches to the right and then right through the front door and he goes out into the street and a truck ran into him and killed him instantly. Oh no. Yeah. Some punchline, huh? The bar falls silent. <laughs> the father moans in grief. The bartender Cleans his glasses, whistles an old Irish tune. And the father looks at the bartender in disbelief and says, How can you be so cold? So, so callous? The bartender said, You know what? That boy should have quit while he was ahead. Oh, for heaven's <laughs> sake. Okay. Yeah, I know. I hate jokes that end in a pun. But... Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, That's all the right. The next joke will be better. You'll see. That's all You'll right.
1: See. Half hey, my- the fun. Half the fun is having you tell them with your spin and your voices.
0: That's that, half the fun. That's like two two and a half minutes of your life. You're never going to get back. So I'm, even I'm if sorry. your
1: even if your punchline sucks, <laughs> it's the the journey's <laughs> still fun. Well,
0: that's you know what nice me I mean. Say yeah, it's hey, still uh, fun. Hey, last night, you know, we're living down here in Central Oregon most of the time, my wife and I. hmm Beautiful, and you're going to come visit us later this month.
1: I'm very excited uh, that you're going to have a row. Yeah, uh, I'm glad that you're going to have me back again. I I thought the first time you'd say, "Well, all right, well, we did that. That's all done. So, yeah. we don't have to have her back again."
0: We thought you'd never come back because last year was so smoky. Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't you couldn't mm-hmm. almost couldn't see your hand in front of your face. It's terrible. So far so good though. And uh because I really, you know, we, we want to show this part of the world off to you. It's beautiful and we got so much planned for you you're going to be exhausted (laughs) and you're going to be challenged uh to do things that you've never done before okay i'm up for it um so i'll don't say more than that but yesterday where we live they opened this beautiful new food court uh it's uh, the food trucks basically you ever eat from food trucks you know what those are? Yeah,
1: I know what a food truck. Why would you ask me that? Well, of course, I, see, I know what a food they, truck is. I know what become, a food.
0: truck... Uh, they've not only become ubiquitous, but they are everywhere.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, uh, I don't have them in my neighborhood, but <laughs> but I just I never really trusted a food a a, tr- a food coming out of a truck, just like food coming out of a vending machine or food out of a gas station. That's that's food I tend to avoid.
0: I don't know why. I'm sure yeah.
1: it's perfectly good. Was it good?
0: Uh, it, it, what we had was, w- was okay, but um, uh, I, I, I always figure food trucks have to go through the same protocol, the same restrictions, the same inspections as any hey. other restaurant. Yeah. Uh, unless it's just some rogue food truck that's driving around. Peggy Ann yeah, is eating in Memphis, and Betty Lou in Maine. I got a good old gal in Knoxville, but man, I forgot her name, but not her figure. I remember that Yeah, I'm a kiss-stealing, a wheeling-dealing, a truck-driving son of a gun But these these are so-called food trucks are actually uh, sitting on the ground. There's no wheels on them, so they're, they're permanent installations. But there, are, there was like six different trucks or food trucks establishments. Everything from Asian food, they had some Mexican there, there was Philly cheese steaks and you'll be happy to know they also had beer and wine oh. in two other of these trucks.
1: Alright, so I'm there. Great. Are we Are we going there?
0: Oh yeah, we'll go there. <gasps> it's very pleasant. Uh, but uh, And it was the opening day of this food truck court and so everybody uh, in the area was, was there it seemed like. Everybody was excited. There were dogs around. There were kids and this wonderful covered area so you could get some shade. And mm-hmm. it was great. And so we ordered up uh, some prawns and uh, some other something else that looked really good. And even as we're ordering our food, I'm just placing the order and paying for it. And my wife looks behind her and the, sees that there's a woman, an older woman, that has placed herself at a table. She's by herself. And she's got this heaping plate of crab mm. that she is digging into. Yum. Um, with enormous enthusiasm. She's also got a beer. And you notice there's a couple of empty beer glasses next to those. Oh, uh-oh. So she's been uh, <laughs> knocking them back. And eat, and she's eating a big bunch of crab right then. And I just finished placing the order. And my wife says, let's get out of here. We'll come back for our food in a minute. But we got to get out of here. And I say, why? What? She said, look. And, and the woman uh had uh the combination of a lot to drink and oh no maybe shoveling too much crab in her face oh uh, god how can i put this delicately uh she had
1: you don't have to say it i kind of know what she happened
0: barfed yakked hurled oh puked ralphed heaved spewed <laughs> oh
1: okay i tossed get her it
0: crab <laughs> lost her lunch She's, oh my God. She had a forked, wrenched, oh. upchucked blue chunks. She did a liquid <laughs> scream, a technicolor <laughs> yawn. She brought it up for a vote, Lisa. Oh, my God. was all over the table, oh all over my her, God. all over the ground. Poor thing. And what would you do if that happened to you, God forbid? You'd get up and you'd get out of there. Right. Not her. Not her. <laughs> She's just continued to sit there and continued eating her crab as if nothing had happened.
1: Well, you pay good money for that stuff, so... <laughs>
0: well,
1: oh, poor thing. I think that
0: was a lost leader because uh, you could see people, they started spreading apart like the Red Sea when Moses was there. Oh. Uh, they wanted to get so far away from it. People were pushing their food away. And no, there was no line at that particular food establishment anymore.
1: I think that's interesting that people just want to get away. Nobody wanted to come help her.
0: Well, I mean, they did come to help her eventually. But you could yeah, tell eventually, she, was very, she was very, well, your initial reaction is like, Oh, boy, true. somebody barked. Let me go clean it up. Yeah, I know, yeah. but... Yeah. So, but th- th- finally some people did, and I think the reason a lot of the uh, the people who were running the establishments did is that this is not good for business. My instinct is that this <laughs> is not good for business. Right. So let's get her cleaned up and get her out of here as fast as we can. Yeah. Uh, but, they, but when people would come over to help, and they're bringing over mops and buckets and stuff... Oh, Jesus. She was very... <laughs> she was very... Uh, uh, aggressive, frankly. She was oh, waving her Oh, really? Auntie. I'm fine. Get out of here. Oh. I'm going to have some more crab. Oh. Could somebody order me another bear,
1: please? Oh, poor thing. Yeah,
0: she's, and she's by herself, and you feel we did feel really bad for her. We really yeah. did. And, 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 of course everybody's sitting around, they're all uh, pontificating and speculating about what she should do, what somebody else should do. Right. Nobody's doing anything. Right. Just for a couple of folks. Uh, Somebody did call 911, I guess, because at some point uh, a fire department truck came with four young men in it. I guess they're there to not just deal with fires, but other sorts of uh, emergencies and
1: Wait, and, is and that it, really an emergency? I mean, well, I've well, never I, called nine one one when somebody threw up.
0: No, but they but the woman wouldn't leave. She seemed unable to get oh. to her feet, and uh, oh. you know she was elderly, I, yeah. so maybe she could have. They could have. I a see. Risk. Yeah. So that's true. At any rate, they uh, these guys show up and they negotiate. We're and we finally went and got our food, but we weren't in the mood to eat anything. <laughs> of course. Um, but they're negotiating with her for what seemed like half an hour. Maybe it was only. 20 minutes or so but that she you could just see her we were sitting a distance away I didn't want to be that close to the scene of the crime so uh she's just waving her arms and she's kind of doing some pushback and they're being very gentle with her mm. but that whole scene made me wonder what is the responsibility what is the appropriate thing to do with uh someone in that condition under those circumstances? Because, I mean, the easy answer is just, i just grab her and pick her up and throw her in the back of the car and we'll take her to go get seen at a hospital or a clinic or something.
1: I think you need people's, uh, uh, what's the permission for treatment. Um, If you say, I don't want to be treated, they can't, they're not, I guess, legally allowed to treat
0: you. Yeah, I don't know what the rules are. If she can't get to her feet, if she has to be helped uh, away, uh, then, uh, you know. And They want—they don't want her there. She's not good for business. And frankly, right. she needs to be seen by somebody. Mm-hmm. We didn't hear all the conversation, so we don't know what the upshot is. But they finally did get her to her feet after she was wa- waving her fingers at him and being pretty obstinate. They finally did get her into the back of this aid car and oh, good. taken away. And I hope that she's okay today. I assume so. But, uh, you know, I could see people out with their phones. Shooting video. Uh, Right. Like every little minor infraction is captured on video these days, which adds another layer of responsibility to people who are trying to help other people. Right. The the liability is, is there that maybe wouldn't have been when you're just trying to be a good Samaritan and all of a sudden you were the bad person because you were trying to force this older woman into the back of an ambulance or whatever and she didn't want to go.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting if you don't have the backstory how a piece of video can tell a completely different story. It can,
0: so. I didn't want this uh, aside to turn into a topic, but I would mention one other thing. Uh, This happened to me years ago. I was probably college age or something like that. Mm. And I was really into Gordon Lightfoot. I thought he was great. I love those songs like uh, If You Could Read My Mind. If you could read my mind, love What a tale my thoughts could tell uh, The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Oh, yeah, that's a classic. The legend
1: lives on from the Chippewa on down at the big lake they call
0: Gitchagumi. Yeah, so, uh, so I, I got tickets to go to a, a Gordon Lightfoot concert. I think it was in Portland, Oregon. And I didn't have anybody else I was going to go with, so I just bought a single ticket for myself. And a pretty good seat, too. I spent money I didn't have to get up near the front, and I was pretty happy with the, my location, and I'm getting ready for the concert. And, and these people, I, I never really ever turned around to look closely, but uh, it was a couple in there, and they were pretty hammered. <laughs> probably, uh, probably in their early 20s, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Really drunk. And uh, the, a woman particularly appeared to be drunk. So the concert is just underway. I mean, it's just underway. And uh, and Gordon Lightfoot is is admonishing the lighting guy and telling him, I want a blue light. I said a blue light. That's purple. Oh. Do you know wow. colors? Blue plate. Ooh. You know, he's really being kind of the jerk. And I'm thinking, hmm, I'm not so sure I like Gordon Lightfoot that much anymore. Yeah. But I, I anyway, I'm here to hear his music, not listen to it to study his personality and so he's just underway the music's just beginning this song is about to start and the woman behind me barfs all over me
1: on you not just like next to you
0: yeah she's in the seat behind me and she hurtles forward and all of the Uh. things I talked about a moment ago the retching, the upshutting, the spewing the bringing it up for a vote she did all of that at times I just don't know how you could be anything but beautiful.
1: Oh, my God.
0: And, uh, and then is this song was playing. <laughs> and you were made for me. So because I'm he was a jerk, sorry. and then probably because of that... I've never really been into Gordon Lightfoot anymore.
1: Did you stay after you had your shirt barfed on? Did you stay or did you go?
0: I think or I, I stayed. Do? I can't remember. I, I think I stayed, but I. Oh. I don't. You know.
1: poor thing. Well, I'm remember. looking. I'm looking forward to going to the crab truck when I come down. Yeah, to I'll see show you so. exactly
0: where the scene of the crime was. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, that's disgusting. Hey, guess what? <laughs> what? It's time for another joke. A man got pulled over by a cop because he was weaving in and out of the lanes. So the cop gets out of his car and uh, he says to the the driver, Look, I'm going to have to have you uh, blow into this breathalyzer tube so I can check your alcohol level. And the guy says, Oh no, officer, I can't do that. I I have really bad asthma. And if I blew into that breath analyzer tube, uh, I might have an asthma attack and I'd probably die. Hmm. Oh, okay. Well... Then let's go down to the station and you can urinate into a cup. We'll check your alcohol level that way. Uh, you know what, I can't do that either, officer, because I'm a diabetic. And if I urinate, my blood sugar level might go down so low I might die. <laughs> okay, fine. Well, let's go to the station and take a blood test. That's, that's how we'll check your alcohol level. I can't do that, uh, 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 officer. I'm a he- hemophiliac, and if you, I might never stop bleeding if you draw blood from me. <laughs> so the officer finally says, "Okay, all right then. Just step outside your car and walk this white line for me." Oh, I, I can't do that, officer. And why not? Well, because I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That was very Joke good. number
0: two, out of the way. Yeah, um, good. Hey, I had this weird dream uh, the other night. I'd I have weird dreams all the time, but I realized that, and it doesn't happen all the time. But every once in a while, I will get, and, and everybody has this. I had a work-related dream. I kinda, kinda. A, me
1: too. I had a radio dream the other night. Yes, which I, I get o- those all the time. Which I often have. Um, and, and I haven't been on the air in, in feels like decades. And it's so weird how that one dream will have a variation for me. Anyway, it's being on, on the air and it's always with you. I'm always with you. We're on the air.
0: That's the bad part of the dream. You, you
1: throw to me for news and, I don't have a script. Nothing will come up on my computer. I haven't prepped for it. I've been screwing around that whole hour, uh, not making my news stories and getting them set and prepped,
0: and I'm completely caught off guard. It's funny you would say that because my, my radio dreams have nothing to do with talk radio for the most part. They have to do with when I was a disc jockey, like at the very beginning of my career in radio. Huh. Uh, it's nothing to do nothing. you would think that it would be talk radio where i I realize, oh my gosh, I don't have a topic. I can't think of anything to say right and i and I got to throw the mic open, and I don't even know what to say right um but for me, it's always like the a record when they used to play records. the record, the music is ending, and I don't have another one queued up, and I don't know where I'm supposed to go uh i I There's a commercial I'm supposed to read, but I can't find the copy. Yeah, Uh, That's that kind of dream. Yeah. I don't think, even though you and I haven't been in radio for a while, you would think, well, that's in the distant past. So why why would I have those dreams? I will also have dreams when I'm a kid, a little kid in grade school. And, uh, you know, be something like I get to grade school and I take my coat off and, oh, my God, I forgot to put any clothes on.
1: I have I heard mean, people having that... I have never had that dream, but I've heard people say, yeah, they've just... Or they forgot their pants or something. I wonder yeah. what that's about.
0: Well, that's what I told the teachers, that I forgot them. <laughs> but, uh, but I don't I think know. It, I think it has to do with various... It, it's, it's always situations, I think, that are potentially stressful anyway. Uh, I mean, I don't think you have a dream about e- eating a sandwich. It, it's something that has... A level of potential stress involved anyway, like being on the radio. Like, yeah, because being on the radio is a performance, and you get to right. get up and be in front of other people, and they're going to judge you, and then you don't even have the tools or the wherewithal to pull it off. Yeah, so, and that that makes you panic.
1: I've had that dream too, where I'm in a play and. I'm it's 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 opening night or whatever night it is its performance time and everybody else has been to all the rehearsals and for whatever reason I've been and again it comes back to me screwing around and not paying attention and not learning my lines. And I have to just go up and, and sort of ad-lib, and it's, it's terrifying. And I keep thinking, why didn't I prepare more? So, yeah. so same thing with the radio dream, not having my scripts, nobody would help me, get the news. Why didn't I prepare more? So there's something to that. Now deep in the heart of a
0: I'm, I'm sure every profession goes through that if you're an athlete, you dream about I don't know that you you haven't you forgot to put your pads on or you, you're going up to uh, uh, to hit a clutch, hit and you forgot you can't find your bat. yeah you know, it'd be something yeah. Like that. I suppose even morticians have dreams. Oh <laughs> like what? Oh like oh my God, this guy's alive. And I just cut his liver out. And that's I just the- embalmed him. Oh no, that's embarrassing. I don't know what they. To- yeah. But I had a dream the other night uh, in, in a specific profession that I've never actually been in. Uh, I was a television newscaster, anchor, and I was and and I was sitting at the desk, and it was coming close, and they were counting me down. We we're going to be on the air in five, four, and I realized. Hey, there's no prompter. There's nothing on the teleprompter in front of me, and I and I don't have a script. Nobody's given me a script. I don't know. I don't even know what the news is. I I just got here, oh. and, and they're saying just just wing it, just wing it. And and then they cue me, and I go, uh, uh, hi hi everybody, welcome to the news. Uh, uh, we have all the news of the day uh, for you. And uh, boy, some of the news is pretty newsworthy. Oh uh, my god! I'm just stumbling, yeah. and staggering around. I don't know what to do. And so I'm finally, frightening. I try to toss to a commercial, and they go, "No, there's no commercials yet. We don't have any commercials today. It's just straight news for oh, an hour. That just
1: is so. I hate that. I know exactly oh, that yeah. feeling. That pressure of you've got to do, you've got to do something, and and it's almost like like you're, I don't know, trying to cover up that you don't know what you're doing or you, you're, you've you're, been um, somehow, uh, I don't know, waylaid. Well, it's,
0: it's funny because uh, my thing always was when I was on the air, if we had a screw-up on the yeah, radio, I, know. I would acknowledge it of right course, away. Of course. I, the... I would make it a thing. <laughs> right. Uh, and so I think in real life, if that newscaster thing had happened to me, I would say, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, I got to be, I got to be square with you here's the fact mm-hmm. the teleprompter in front of me doesn't work i don't have a script i'm not going to pretend to know what the news of the day is until we get ourselves together here so i don't know what other programming that this station wants to go to right now but they should go ahead and go to it because we do not have a newscast for you yeah and i'm not going to waste your time so see you later or something you do yeah. something like that very but reasonable in, in your,
1: and very yes it, but, but in we, your
0: dreams you don't you you're, you're yeah. panicked you yeah. just just pure panic, and there's and there's no other, and it's frustration. I have found that when I have really bad work dreams like that, or stressful dreams, I will wake up and I will have. <laughs> the reason I'm in stress is because I have to go to the bathroom really bad. Oh, I, I, I have to urinate, and so I think there's a physiological as well as a psychological aspect to dreams like that. Huh, that's, that's just my theory. that
1: could be. You might be onto something there. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Or I might be on something. Another dream goes up in the smoke. Huh. You got high hopes. And I'm up in the smoke.
1: Right. <laughs> well, and it's a good thing you wake up because the worst thing is if you have to go to the bathroom in real life and you start dreaming about toilets and then you think you're in a toilet and then you're like, oh, nope, just a dream. I better wake up
0: yeah you oh it. i know you don't,
1: <laughs> you don't want you ever that. had a dream don't where, want that have to you ever happen had a
0: dream where, have you ever had a dream where something cataclysmic is is happening to you and there you, you there's no solution for it you can't think of a way out and so you just you just pop awake because there's no yes. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of a dream where i was that I had one time, I still remember it really well. I'm climbing up, I'm trying to fix the skylight on a really tall house, on a very steep roof, and I'm working at it, and then the skylight breaks away. And oh. I start sliding down the roof, and I fly through the air, and I can see the ground hurtling towards me. Wow. And there's, there's no, you know, there's no solution to it, and it, exactly as I hit the ground, I pop awake. And there was no... There's no, like, I'm going to survive this, so uh, there can't be another solution to this dream. Therefore, yeah. this dream is officially over with now, and I'm waking up. I have car
1: accident dreams all the time, and I wake up right before I'm going to eat it.
0: Uh-huh. Isn't that weird? No, I bet medieval people had ox cart dreams. That Can you hear that? I'm sorry you yes. can hear it. It's in another room, and it's a Roomba.
1: Oh, you're yeah. vacuuming while we're doing yeah. the podcast.
0: Yeah, we're vacuuming here, yeah. <laughs> if people know what a Roomba is. Hey, I want to end with one more uh, note that you sent me, and I'm not sure what it means, so I thought I'd I just better use this occasion to ask you. Mm. You said, men should not wear clacky shoes. <laughs> That's the sum total of the sentence that you wrote. What does that mean?
1: I Well, let me ask you, Well, it's going to, this is going to, well, I'll just tell you. So first of all, this got me to thinking uh, about you for some reason. I wanted to know, do you have any shoes that make noise when you walk on, on like tile or a wood floor? Do they click? Do they, do they sound like, you know, or, or are all your shoes soft and quiet? Can you sneak up on people? Because I've never heard you wear—I've never heard you wear loud what I call loud shoes.
0: Well, I think I, I have a couple pairs of formal shoes that I might wear for a formal occasion that you'd wear with a tuxedo that, are, probably have hard soles on them. But uh, I, I think it depend on the surface that you're walking on whether they would be as you use- clacky or not.
1: Well, that's what I mean—is if it's a hard hard surface. So mine
0: are more clicky. <laughs> I think than clacky.
1: I was in a restaurant in Portland recently, and I was sitting in um, a f- carpeted Book area. Court. I was sitting in a carpeted area, and there were steps leading down. It was a very nice restaurant on the river, and it had the the downstairs portion just a couple of steps down from where I was sitting was all hardwood, beautiful, gleaming hardwood windows and all of that. And I'm reading the Times, <clears throat> reading the paper, having breakfast and minding my own business as usual. And this very, very good looking man walks in by himself. He's tall, he's rugged, pretty cute. And I'm thinking, in a, in a, in a, instantly I think that I might be in love. I think I wow. might love him. Wow. So he's standing there. I'm kind of watching him, reading my paper. The waitress comes and gets him, leads him down the steps from the carpeted area down to the hardwood gleaming hardwood floor area, and his shoes start clacking along this this wooden surface, <laughs> so he's he starts clack 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 clack, clack all the way to his table and it 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 instantly turned me off. I instantly <clears throat> fell out of love with him because I felt like. Men who have clacky shoes, there's just something effeminate about it. Their shoes shouldn't be all noisy and clicky like that. I think of you know women's shoes, like in you know wearing high heels, and they you know click 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 click. It's very that's a very feminine sort of clicky sound. But right. men, so was
0: he walking quickly? Is that why they were click click clicking?
1: No, he had some sort of shoe. It sounded like he had tap shoes on. It oh. just was a turn off to me. I don't know what it is. I just don't think men should wear clacky shoes. <laughs> well, I, I know that sounds sexist and but it just it was amazing how quickly it turned me off to him. I thought, oh, really? You got but clacky see,
0: shoes on?" Put up but, a- but the old the old bromide is that women like guys that they think they can fix. So, you know, if you, you did hook up with them, you could say, hey, you know what? No. Let me let me give you this pair. Look at these, these neoprene soles on these <laughs> shoes. They're just your size. Why don't you slip into those? I
1: just don't. No, I don't. I just don't think clacky shoes work. And then And then, yeah, you do get, you know, like if you ever see the, you know, old movies with the mobsters in a suit and they have those shoes on that clack. That there's that brings up that sort of thing too. But this guy, I think had I couldn't really see all the way down, but I think he had cowboy boots on, which are mm. are clacky shoes. But they just well, sound, un, to me, they just don't sound masculine. That's all I'm saying.
0: That's, you don't you don't see uh, many John Wayne movies where he's walking down the street mm. clacking. That's
1: well, for sure. that's true. But I don't okay. know. Anyway. All
0: right. Uh, men should men wear or not wear clacky shoes? Let's go to the phones. Five 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 seven four seven three is our number here. Look at the lines are lighting up right now. People got a opinion Let about clacky shoes. I know
1: it's just okay. it's such a small thing, and I feel really petty about it and little about it. But it just instantly turned me off. I thought, what? Really? That's your choice of footwear? Clacky shoes? Okay, we're done. We're over.
0: Okay. Here is. The final joke, and I had two other jokes in mind, but now I've I've settled on this one.
1: Okay, are you going right? to do voices?
0: Uh, yeah, okay. and it's probably a joke you've heard, and uh, I could take um, I could take a more uh, civil uh, way of telling this story, but it's got to be told mm. as I originally heard it. So, uh, if you're e- easily mm. offended by by words. Uh, that are used sometimes. Uh, you probably should turn this off now. But but the joke needs this
1: okay. construct
0: to, to for its full impact. That's
1: good. I'm glad you had a little disclosure statement up front okay. there.
0: So this is the way I've heard the joke. And it's one of my favorite jokes, by the way. Um, okay. So here it is. Mm-hmm. Two guys are sitting at a bar. Uh-huh. And they, they meet, and they both say, Hey, you've got a black eye. I've got a black eye. Isn't that, that's kind of a weird coincidence. One guy says, yeah, tell me how you got your black eye, and then I'll tell you how I got mine. Okay, says the one guy. And I'll differentiate the voices here. Okay. Well, the way I got my black eye <laughs> is that I was going to get some some train tickets, and I wanted to go to Pittsburgh. And I walk up to the woman behind the counter who's selling the tickets. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm smoking a cigar and I walk up to her and she has well, she's very well endowed, let me put it that way. And she's wearing a low cut dress. And I and I just I try not to, but I was sort of staring him, and and then she said, May I help you? And I said, Yes, I'd like to get two pickets to Titsburg please <laughs> And she punched me and that's how I got my black eye. <laughs> Titsburg the other, guy says, the other guy says. That's an interesting story. Well, how did you get your black eye? Well, it, my story is very, very similar to yours. In fact, it's nearly identical. But I was sitting having breakfast with my wife this morning, and I asked her to please pass the butter, but instead I said, you hopeless bitch, you ruined <laughs> my life.
1: People say she's crazy. She got
0: diamonds on the soles of the machine. they make that clocky sound. Well, that's one way to lose these walking blues. Diamonds on souls issues. She was physically forgotten, but then she slipped into my pocket with my car keys. She said, You've taken me for granted because I believe you wearing these diamonds.